It's a wonderful experience to be able to record your own book, but it's, it's not as easy as it sounds. Idris Elba fooled me because when I saw The Wire, he had this wonderful Baltimore accent, and then I saw an interview of him, and I was like, what? What the hell is this? It actually reminded me of an NBA season. You just got to stay with it. Marathon, you don't want to get out too fast. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet Cindy McCain, wife of the late Senator John McCain, activist and recording artist Sho Baraka, and NBA champion, all-star, and Olympian Chris Bosch. Listen in as these authors talk intimately about the intersection between our gifts and life's obstacles, and the transformative experiences that can arise from being in touch with both. Plus, hear what it was like for each of them to record their audiobooks. Enjoy! Hi, this is Cindy McCain, the author of Stronger. People have asked me why I wrote this book. Was I inspired by something? I wrote the book because it was time. It was a time in my life where I had felt changes, and I had felt that I had moved into a different realm with regards to who I was as a person. I was inspired by so many things. I was inspired by my husband. I was inspired by the life we led and the things that I did on my own and how I transitioned from a young girl into what is now a very mature woman. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be hard. It's a, it's a wonderful experience to be able to have the opportunity to record your own book, but it's not as easy as it sounds. So I'm grateful for the people that have been so helpful to me during this process and for them guiding me through the, the nuances and the difficulties that I had. There were a lot of words in here that I was having trouble pronouncing, as we discovered early on, but I think unfathomable was one of them. Unfathom, unfathomable. I hate that word. <laughs> What I was most proud of in the narration of the book was being able to voice it in my voice. I mean, that sounds very simple, I guess, but being able to tell the stories from my perspective in my voice. It's one thing to read the words on the page, which I hope everyone does, but it's something else to hear, hear the words spoken and told to you in storybook fashion in some ways. So that was, to me, was very important, and I'm very proud of that part of it. And I'm excited that I'm going to be able to take the listeners on a journey. This was a journey that was not always easy for me and not always easy for my family, but it was an important journey and one that has really made me who I am today. And so I'm excited to have the listeners join me in all the fun things and the rather difficult things I will be telling them. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, who would I cast to do that? Oh, in my wildest dreams, I would want former Prime Minister Theresa May. She's a wonderful woman with a really fun voice, and she's also very passionate about things. And so I would, I would love to hear my story in her words. I literally just got done listening to 
an audiobook. The book was written by Mark Salter about my husband. It's called The Luckiest Man. And I finished it literally just a couple of days ago. Also, at times, hard for me to get through. I love audiobooks. That's a whole lot of what I do is listening to audiobooks. I get migraines, so I can't always read. And so audiobooks are my next best and sometimes my primary way of getting into a book. So I recommend them to everybody because in my case, it'll offer my sentiments and my voice to all the stories. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is in my car. I'm no different from many other people that listen to audiobooks on the road. When I travel, certainly, although travel has not been much at hand right now, but certainly when I travel, I listen to audiobooks as well. I love them, and I love having the opportunity and now the ability to not have to buy a CD, download it, and listen to it, which now I sound like I'm dating myself, but I love doing that. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. When I was in my early 20s, newly graduated from the University of Southern California, I decided I didn't want to get married. Most of the men I had met seemed like boys, young and silly. I worked as a special ed teacher in Phoenix, and I wanted to help people, not spend my time at parties where all the young men seemed more interested in drinking and showing off than doing something important with their lives. Maybe I was just traveling in the wrong circles. But marriage seemed like it would take me away from being serious, making the kind of difference I felt I made every time I stepped into the classroom. Hi, this is Sho Baraka, author of He Saw That It Was Good. I wrote my book because there were many people who were encouraging me after hearing me speak hearing me do interviews, they thought, man, you have some things that are beneficial for the culture. I just didn't know what I wanted to write about. Being an artist, but also, I guess you can say, flirting with activism, teaching in seminaries and universities. I was just like, I don't know what type of book. But then I just thought about my life being one that captures this idea of creating for the purposes of good, not just for my own self to grow in fortune and fame and platform, but creating for the benefit of other people, especially in a world that is utterly divisive right now. I just wanted to write, what does it mean to be good? What does it mean to create good things? And so let me address racism. Let me address music. Let me address things that I think that are important for Christians, but also for society at large, how we move and we're being with one another. I was inspired by luminaries of the past. I love Zora Hurston, Toni Morrison, Flannery O'Connor. They just didn't write fiction. They also wrote a lot of articles. And engaging their work, I realized that I just didn't have to write nonfiction about the world, but I can include some fiction in our book. And you'll get that as you read and as you engage it. Because I believe that art and fiction has an ability to disarm people and to kind of introduce conversations into spaces that are oftentimes, I guess you'd say, guarded and protected. Tell a good story and you'll get people's attention. And so that's what I tried to do with this book. If I had to describe what it was like to record my book in one word, that word would be humbling. Because sometimes you're stumbling over words that you wrote and mispronouncing words that you wrote, and it's just like, uh, damn, <laughs> they don't think I didn't write this. <laughs> but it's just realizing that sometimes being a writer doesn't make you a great reader, although I think I'm a good reader. But also, I will say this. 
I've learned to become a better reader because of Beth Hicks, who worked with me, even in the short period of time, like to slow down, to take beats. And I grew in confidence, but <laughs> it was very humbling. I realized I had trouble pronouncing a few words. One, because I spent a lot of time in different parts of Africa, and so I included some of the names. And so I found myself struggling over some of the pronunciation of Shaka or Unkulukunu, some, you know, the, the deities. And even some of the authors that I read, but I've never had to pronounce their names. But there was two words that I remember messing up. I messed up on the first sentence, and that was immeasurable. And it was because the and was in front of it, and immeasurable, and I just couldn't get through it. It was literally the first sentence in the introduction. The other word was corporeal. I would always say corporal. I'm glad that Beth corrected me because that's a very important part of my book. (laughs) I am proud that I was able to add a creative element, if you will. Like, so bringing in my friends, Neja Danielle and Tadashi Anderson, they gave it a diversity. I mean, even, you know, I have a sexy, wonderful voice. You know, after a while, you get sick of hearing the same person. And so they added this diversity, this beautiful tapestry, if you will, that mixes things up. And so I am excited that the listeners will get to hear the different voices read quotes or the short stories. And, you know, they won't just listen to my sexy voice the whole time. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast, you know, I don't know why I love British voices so much. I do the worst British accents. And so it would have to be somebody, I would probably ask Benedict Cumberbatch and Idris Elba. I'd be like, first of all, Idris Elba, he fooled me because when I saw The Wire, he had this wonderful Baltimore accent. And then I saw an interview of him and I was like, what? What the hell is this? And I was like, this man's British. All that to say, he would have to repay me for duping me by reading my audiobook. So, yeah, I don't know why. And then people would think I was British. I don't know. I don't know. It probably doesn't make sense. But the point is, I just love British voices. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was Barracoon by Zerna Hurston. And Robin Miles reads that thing like no one else could. And the reason why I love it is because this is Zerna Hurston being an, an anthropologist and taking the story of this individual who is like the last black cargo from the slave trade. And he's speaking in his broken English, but he's also speaking in his native tongue, and she captures that so beautifully. Like, she goes from Zora Hurston in his proper English to this gentleman in his broken English and into this, like, Western African dialect that is just, it just captures your imagination. So it's, it's just brilliant, and so I love that. Uh, close second, it's also Zora Hurston's There Eyes Watching God by Ruby D. Amazing. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is Anywhere. But I probably listen most on long drives, picking up my kids, going on uh, trips out of town. That's really the only reason why I like to drive like out of town, out of state. If I have a gig or an endeavor or I have to meet somebody, I'm like, well, you know what? It gives me a chance to listen to an audiobook. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. If our lives are music, stories are the instruments that arrange it. A simple compliment from my mother quietly became a story I heard about myself. A story that shaped how I lived, including the risk I took to believe that story, to act on it. It became an image for how a simple word can shape someone's world. Today I am a storyteller. I am employed for my imagination. In my art and performance, I can construct worlds. I can rearrange reality. I can tell the truth. 
My vocation is a vessel allowing me, in a way, to time travel. Part of this storytelling work is learning the stories that have already been told, both good and bad. Part of the work is trying to understand how our culture and faith and very lives have been shaped by the words of others. Hi, I'm Chris Bosch, author of Letters to a Young Athlete. I wrote my book because I was honestly looking for something to do after my playing career was done. I wanted to talk about my stories and really go through and unpack what I had been through and hopefully inspire other people. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be marathon. It actually reminded me of an NBA season. You just got to stay with it. Marathon, you don't want to get out too fast. You start running too fast, you get too tired. You want to have a nice pace and finish. I realized I had trouble pronouncing words with CHs after SHs and Zs. I didn't understand that. It kind of shocked me. Those are one of the hardest things of reading a sentence that words you normally wouldn't say with a lot of SHs and CHs and Zs and stuff. I'm telling you, it's difficult. I'm proud that I was able to put in the work to hopefully make a good audiobook. I'm a fan of audiobooks. I have them on my phone right now. So I hope people hear and appreciate the hard work that we've put into this project. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Barack Obama. He has multiple audiobooks that he's done, and he's, you know, he's first black president. He's got the title belt, and it'd just be really cool. The last audiobook that I listened to and loved was The Book of Five Rings by Miyamoto Musashi. And this is because one of the last times I was in Pat Riley's office, he had a table full of them, and I took one, and I read them, and I listened to the audiobook, too. And he told me that that's what Kobe was doing at the time right after he won his Oscar. So I had read it before, but I wanted to take it in even more. So I read it again and I listened to the audiobook. Good stuff. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is when I'm driving. Usually if I'm driving by myself, not with my children in the car, but when I'm driving somewhere to the gym or something like that, it kind of gives me a focus and, and I'm able to zone out and just ride to my next destination. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. The last thing you probably want is another voice in your head. I get it. There's a lot coming at you these days. Whether you're a once-in-a-lifetime talent just arriving in the pros, or an ordinary kid in an after-school league. Whether you're playing basketball or lacrosse, throwing a shot put or suiting up as a tight end, or whether you're trying to excel in the classroom or start a career, you've got a lot of people coming at you. Coaches, crushes, teammates, teachers, parents, peers, the crowd. There can also be recruiters, reporters, haters, and on and on. And then there's the toughest voice of all, the voice inside your own head. Nothing can intimidate you like that voice. Nothing can mislead you, shame you, puff you up lead you astray, or keep you down quite like the running monologue between your own two ears.
This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind the mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com/nextlisten.